this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You're watching Meet the Movie Press, and coming up, there aren't a lot of big stories to be talking about, so we may just talk about Cobra Kai for the hour. Stay tuned! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice one. That's Thank good. You, you should Thank get a, a job doing that. I even did the hand movements. Bam, bam, bam. Welcome yeah. to Meet the Movie Press here on the Popcorn Talk Network. Yeah. I am your host, Jeff Snyder, at The Insnyder on Twitter and Instagram. And with me, as always, uh, Simon Thompson, at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter. And you can see my work a lot of places, including a couple of nice things got up on Forbes this week. Ooh, Forbes. Including Fancy. something on Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. Guys, I obviously have not been doing much this week, if you can't tell. Uh, so I delved into the Kai. I was living that Cobra Kai life this week. Living the Kai life. <laughs> and it was pretty good. It is pretty good. Yeah. it's re- Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, A I lot want- of people are surprised. I, I know, Well, I think it's the, the, the surprise is Zabka. Yeah. Because he was just sort of like 80s bad guy and nothing more than that. But he's actually uh, not ba- I mean, no, seriously. Yeah, what? no, no, true. Uh, although, don't, don't I, I, okay, no, you make your point. And I'm I'll saying talk about it. he was kind of just known as this 80s bad guy. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of disappeared for 20 years. And it turns out he's actually not that bad an actor. He's interesting. He looks like an older Ryan Gosling. Yeah. He, I, 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 I had a chat with him uh, and, and Ralph Macchio. <laughs> So excited about that! Um, uh, for, for still Forbes. pinching himself, and uh, no, literally, I was, I was, I was, uh, I was squealing a little bit. And um, I, when I was speaking to, to, to Bill, um, I was talking about the other roles that he's done and the fact that you know there aren't many. But you forget that he was in Vacation as the boyfriend. He's great in that. Um, he was in um, Back to School. Uh, that was really good. And also, he played the son in The Equalizer, Edward Woodward's son. Oh, okay. which is easy for you to say, Edward Woodward. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Um, but yeah, I, 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 he was great in that, and that's actually that is his favourite role was was playing the son in the Equalizer. Interesting, yeah. But no, he's, he's great. But no, I I was really pleased to see him back, and I really like those two guys together. The, Ralph Macchio still looks nine. The show just it has a good Benjamin Button. tone. It has a good sense of humour about yeah. itself. I think, which I was worried um, about. Yeah, I mean, hey, you don't mess with the Karate Kid, no. But the one of the that, greatest films of all time. Right, but but this has been very uh, respectful, and I approve. So go sign up for YouTube Red and check out. I'll tell you what we should do. What we should take our women, take our women, and we should go to you know Karate Club the, when they go to that fun park where like the crazy golf and shit. I don't I don't know if that I'm, still exists. We I should do yet? that. 
Oh, 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 yes, 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 yes. What did you think I was suggesting? No, 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 nothing. Like uh, a swingers party? We, 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 are, we are down to go to a theme park very soon. May is oh, the sorry. month where we go to, you know, like a Disney or a Six Flags or something. Okay. On a Monday. Okay. Said, so is that like when in your relationship, so. let's, let's have a little insight into your life. Is that how you judge how serious the thing is like, whoa, okay, yeah, we can do this, but theme parks come later, honey. Hold cool <laughs> That's a big guess. step. That's a big step. Yeah, wow, that is commitment. Are you trying to, to, to get me into a conversation about the sign that was on the door? No, I'm in? not. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, okay, so what, let's see. Did you do anything fun this week? Uh, what did I do? You said um, you saw a good movie recently. Yeah, I saw I saw one of the movies which really surprised me. I think it's one of my favorites of the of the year. If not, you're not breaking embargo by the, talking about this. No, yet. I'm not. No, okay. no, because I was allowed to tweet about it. But and I'm not I, I know get... the director and the writer. And the yeah, producer. they're amazing. I'm not they're gonna. Awesome. I mean, there has been no embargo. Say on it. Say tweet. it. Uh, Book club, which stars like um, uh, Candice Bergen. Uh, Candice Bergen, who's amazing. She says fuck. I loved seeing her swear. By the way, um, that was Jane Fonda. Uh, Jane still Fonda. Gorgeous. Um, uh, uh, God, um, uh, Don Johnson, uh, Mary Steenburgen. Um, it's seriously, it is a th- it's a movie that a lot of people will dismiss as being for a women mm-hmm. and b older women. Right. It, it's seriously, I am a you know forty something year old guy, and I absolutely love this movie. It is so sharply observed. The characters are amazing. The the talent is is absolutely amazing. It makes you realize how crap some of the people that we accept in movies these days are. They're just, they're effortlessly great. And I laughed so hard so many times, and I cried. Genuinely, it left me the most satisfied It could be this year's Girls Trip, like that movie that just totally surprised you. You think it's one thing, it it turns out to be another. I really think it's going to be, and it's really good for Paramount, because this was made as an indie movie, and then Paramount bought it. So this is not a studio movie. This is not, like, BS. Seriously, it has everything from dick jokes through to really tender relationship moments, and oh, we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Oh my god, Don Johnson and Jane Fonda together are just awesome. I love this movie Give them so their much. Own show. Seriously, it is one of my favorite, one of my favorite movies I've seen this year. Um, I've don't I, discount it. I thought it. the trailers made it look really good. It I, is. I met uh, Bill and Aaron at an event. Um, I don't know if it was They're earlier awesome. this year or, or late last year, but they were wonderful people. Mm. And yeah, I'm really rooting for that movie to succeed and find an audience. Yeah. I saw a great movie myself yesterday. What did you see, Jeffrey? I went to a matinee showing of The Rider. Have you seen this movie? I have not seen it. I need I, to go I'll be honest, see it. it's one of those movies that I resisted seeing because I was like, oh, mm. horse movie, it seems slow, it seems boring. This movie was fucking incredible. Definitely go see The Rider. Take your wife. She'll She'll like it. Okay. I think. She's not know. scared of horses, so otherwise that'll be. Can um, you imagine? I just thought it was fantastic. Chloe yeah. Zhao, wow! I mean, sh- shit. Yeah, she uh, Marvel would be lucky to have her. She was rumored to be on that that short list, which is, I guess is one of the things we can talk about. Uh, it was maybe the only yeah. big franchise big thing. thing this week was coming a, was out of a, Kroll. Was a Kroll tweet <laughs> saying that more than sixty-five women or sixty-five directors, mm. excuse me, have met. For the Black Widow job, that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that they're all female directors. Uh, if I was Marvel, 
I would meet with male directors. I mean, if a guy has a good take mm-hmm. on this and, and a good entry point, um, then they should hire him. Frankly, I don't think that this demands a female director. I don't think any movie demands a female director or a male director. It's whoever is the best person for the job. Um, but for all we know, it could be 65 women. Yeah. Uh, and we heard, we, you know, we had last, on last week's show, we already talked about five of them. We did. Were there any new names that came to the service? I mean, you have to assume everybody's not, taking not a meeting. Spring. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm assuming Anna, I, I, this Lilia is Mirapur's a massive assumption. Had a meeting. Yeah, I'm going to assume that they're going to, certainly if they're coming from, I think they will obviously look at a number of women because I think obviously that paid off very well for Warner Brothers and I think they will under, understand the character in a different way to, to perhaps some men do. But I would be really excited to see them talk to some some of the men who really have a strong background in character and action. Yeah. Someone like, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but someone like, a Tarantino where you can no where you can if you're uh, it depends on where they set it but when it has that kind of characterization it has that kind of acting it has that kind of perhaps like Captain Marvel a great female driven action he does, that's, absolutely that's, that's fine so I, someone it's like not going him, to be him no no no, no I'm not but, saying it's going to be Tarantino if, again if like a guy like David Leach came to you yeah and he said I want to do Black Widow how do you not hire him yeah um, and I think you need someone who can perhaps take it a little bit dark as well, because I think you can still service all the kind of the, the, the Marvel tropes, as I'll call them now, the kind of little nuances but, and characterizations. So, anyways, what was funny to me about me. this is like, you know, it got picked up as a, a Twitter moment. Yeah. Um, which is just, <laughs> I like the moments team. You know, they've been very yep. good to me on Twitter. Uh, I just don't know how this becomes a moment. Uh, I, you know, the, the entire internet like ran stories about it. There's a reason Kroll didn't write a story about it. It's not a story. It's a tweet. He knew that. Uh, I just love it. Like a fun, a fun fact tweet gets blown into a story. Marvel's just doing its due diligence. Mm. They should be meeting with 65 directors on every fucking project as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, this is just, you know, uh, executives earning their paychecks. Um, so it's just funny to me what, what gets blown up into an actual story today. Yeah. So uh, you have a, you have a relationship with the Moments team. We should talk about. I don't that. have I don't have a relationship oh. with them. I just I feel like they have been very good to me. Um, just I feel like I'm in Moments a lot, which I appreciate. Uh, yeah, I they, would they watch. Have... I would watch Jeff's Moments if that was like a thing. If that was like a Hallmark Jeff's movie, moments. that'd be beautiful. I, I would love to curate uh, for a big place like that. Um, Are you available at all? I, I am. Can hey, you believe it? Really? Tell us a bit about that. Uh, Where can people contact you, Jeff? At the insnider at gmail.com. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, now I just gave my email out on the air, yeah. and that could be a problem. Just put a one on it. Thanks a lot for that, Simon. It's okay. Asshole. I was going to I was gonna say Twitter, but we'll then add, you went the whole We'll add that out. We'll add that yeah, out. Yeah, it's Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> We edit? How about uh, the solo movie? If we edited this show, it'd be like three minutes long. Yeah. Well, all your dick jokes would just be gone. It'd just be dick jokes. Um, Han Solo. Let's yeah. talk about the fucking okay, solo cool. yeah. movie. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Tracking to open at 160 to $170 million. Yeah. What do you think the interest... Like, what is the thing that's getting people to the movies? Is it to actually find out about the origin of Han Solo? Is that... Actually, interesting people. Do you know what I'm really confused? Is it Donald Glover? I'm confused and slightly surprised by this because I, I, my first impression, I, I haven't seen Solo. Um, I didn't l- like a lot of the trailers running up to it. The last trailer I actually really enjoyed, and I'm seeing it on Thursday. I'm luckily going going to the premiere. Um, but I don't. I'm not feeling on the street the excitement for Solo that I have felt 
for some of the other even recent Star Wars no, movies. Dead, to me, it seems so, like there's more buzz for Deadpool too. Yeah, but so I, I, when I, I be wrong, yeah, and even sort of presence on billboards and, and bus sides and stuff like that, and I, I don't know what it's like outside of LA, but I'm you know just going from the LA experience. Um, but I, so I'm quite surprised that that the tracking for this is quite so high. It is clearly going to do very well, and I'm hoping that if it is good, the word of mouth will be very good as well. But I'm just quite surprised that 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 this buzz on the street. And I'm talking about normal people, not just the film community. Normal people who it just doesn't seem to be quite where it is. Well, as you say, Deadpool is what everybody Simon seems talks to be talking about. to the about. normal people. Well, you no, know? I just try and separate because we, we do sometimes live in a bubble. And a lot of people who, you know, watch this show and interact oh, well, on Twitter, we live in a bubble. What well, an amazing fucking bubble, but there you go. Um, but yeah, so I'm quite surprised. I think it, it can do. I don't know what the attraction is. I'm going to assume overriding... It is because it's a Star Wars movie over a story about Han Solo. Because I, that's kind of my is, gut is feeling. Is one sixty to one seventy a good a good opening for that? It seems like it. Yeah, I would have I would have said one one forty one fifty as to be to be quite realistic and perhaps cautious. But I think yeah, I mean it's doable. But I don't I don't think we're going to see like sort of Avengers Infinity War level two hundred plus. You know, levels. I think it is going to be around that middle to, to high hundred pluses. Um, but we'll see. I mean, if the tracking says that, maybe that's right. But as you've said previously many times before, you know, the tracking can be, it can be off. But, you know, it's coming out in May. May the 4th be with you. Star Wars is always a big mm-hmm. May month. There's always a lot of stuff around it. You know, it, it, people, I think, will be coming off Avengers. The buzz from that will have gone down and it'll rise up again for this next one. And then it'll drop again and it'll be in Jurassic World. Um, Lost Kingdom will be the next one that I think people are going to go crazy. I think this is going to come out around Deadpool. It's going to be the a team bit of behind a, a Ocean's battle. 8 is very disappointed in you. Well, I mean, I just, you know, I'm personally, I'm interested in that movie, but I'm not as excited in this summer yeah, yeah. As, as, as that. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I'm little bit surprised that it's quite so high but it's not an entire surprise and so do we ever get the the answer on the credit situation behind this movie it's going to be a ron howard film. ron howard movie with credits for the lord EP, and miller ep credits yeah. right okay yeah, as i understand it because there was another uh, credit situation people had a lot of questions about and i got uh, a little bit of an answer at least okay um we're actually going to go into uh, some detail on this one because mm. i got a spy report came in late last night <laughs> about <laughs> the <laughs> film bohemian rhapsody yeah i am told uh that it does feature a uh brian singer directed by credit interesting so uh and that is in the opening credits which i don't know if that's the right move you may i I think if i'm fox i put the credits at the end of the movie Mm. you know i don't know if you want to have brian uh, that association with the brian singer stuff uh right up front Mm mm-hmm so apparently he is in the opening credits. I don't know if Dexter Fletcher had a credit or not. This spy was not able to tell me. Um, he said the movie was about uh, two and a half hours. Yep. Uh, said it starts slow, but it hits its stride 15 minutes in. And the same goes for uh, Rami Malek's performance. That you know, At first it starts a little rough, and then he disappears into the role. Um, I'm told all the performances all the way around were uh, pretty good. Uh, this source really liked the movie. Mm. Uh, they said that... Rami Malek could very well be a Best Actor nominee next year. Yeah. Best Picture may be a tougher row uh, to hoe. That's that's the, I was like that's so, the phrase, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, I'm told that, that Bohemian Rhapsody doesn't really follow the typical uh, biopic formula of like a rise and fall. It ends with the the Queen performance at, at Live Aid instead of staying with Freddie as he dies from AIDS. Mm. Although there is a scene where he informs you know his bandmates and uh, and you do hear his voice. 
you know, him, him struggling with his voice as he starts to get a little bit sick. Um, I'm told that the, there's a really cool opening where the Queen guitars play the 20th Century Fox Overture. That's cool. That is really cool. Um, and yeah, overall, they said it was just much better than they were expecting based on, you know, what they'd yeah. heard about the, the shoot. Um, you know, Mike Myers is in this movie. Uh, he has a, a like a cameo. Really? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was oh, sort shit. of repopularized yeah, of yeah, yeah. Queen no, yeah, with Wayne's right. World. So I guess his, his uh, bit is like as a record exec who tells them after listening to Bohemian Rhapsody that this isn't the type of song that will have kids driving in their cars banging their heads. Genius. <laughs> so it's a, that a, is that is nice. It is. It's it's it's, it's, a, it's a meta thing. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to this. I, I missed the presentation at CinemaCon, as I said, yeah. Fox's presentation, but this movie went over really well. Awesome. Um, and yeah, it features all of you know Singer's regular crew, and uh, we'll we'll see what the future holds for that movie. Yeah, with the Singer stuff sort of I, I am, over it as a dark cloud. I'm yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to it as a movie. I mean, the, the whole Singer stuff, as murky and dirty as it is. Um, you know, I, 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 it's not going to stop me seeing this movie. Um, I don't know what that, what that says. That's a, a large discussion, but it won't stop me doing it. And I am genuinely impressed with it. But that's actually not, that's not the first time I've heard someone this week sing the praises of that movie. And there's oh. another person, there's another movie that I overheard a conversation, and this was at the Four Seasons in, uh, in Beverly Hills mm-hmm. the other day. And it was, and we've discussed the film previously on the show, A Star is Born. Yeah. Now, I know, I know people who've seen the movie, and I've been around people who've been having conversations about it. I think A Star is Born is going to be a really big deal for Warner this year. The more I hear about it, the more that people are... Someone described it this week as a gem. And, like, you know, the best thing to happen to Warner in a long time. So I really think that A Star is Born is going to be a movie that some people who aren't aware of right now, it's going to come out of nowhere for them and take them from the side. And it's well going to be, be a, a, a big Oscar, Oscar nominee. Yeah, I really seems think like it is. almost certain to be how a, it's shaping um, up right now. a Golden Globe nominee, it seems like. 100%. I don't know if they would submit that, though, as a musical or as a drama. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see which way they go with it. Right. Um, and obviously, Probably I don't, I don't know if there are going to be any original numbers in there, so whether they're going to go for, for best original song or what the deal is with that. I see. That could be something they could do. I don't know if that is the I case. I heard Stephanie Germanata is excellent. Ah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm genuinely looking forward to to seeing it, but yeah, I think Star is Born is going to be the one this year that is going to be. It's for some people going to come out of left field and is going to be these movies the could one. find yeah. themselves up against each other It'll in be the uh, in the race. Yeah. Um, speaking of musicals, yes, I do S- like a musical. Spam a lot. Yes, is now in development at Fox. Eric Idle apparently writing the script. Mm. Um, is this ever going to happen? Probably not. I think right. it will. Yeah? I think it will. It seems like a tricky play to adapt as a film. I'll put it this way. I, I, I don't think it will happen, but I, I, in the, I've learned not to doubt Fox after yeah. The Greatest Showman, because I was definitely... That was going to be my like, point. Eh, who, who's the audience for this? And, and they proved me wrong there. So maybe this will get made and become a big hit. I just... Um, I was never like a Monty Python guy, so this means... But no, I'm hitting miss with Monty me. Python. Um, you know, some of their films I like, some of their sketches I like, but I don't, I'm not diehard. Um, I I really think this will happen, and Greatest Showman was an example that I was going to use. Um, I think because that took it so well, that did show that people will go and see certain musicals. Um, and again, we've got a couple coming up in the next couple of years. We've got Cats, we've got Mamma Mia later in the year. We've got a couple coming out that I think are going to reignite amongst a mass audience. Is there anything out there on Cats sell. yet? No, not that I've heard. Um, I keep hearing Anne Hathaway. Well, that was yeah, that was and, mentioned a, a and, long time and ago. And Rihanna. Yeah, mm, that would work. 
That would definitely put bums on seats. Anne Hathaway 100%. and Rihanna. I mean, they're they're in Ocean's Eight together. That is true, actually. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I, I see this. I see this happening. Obviously, for those of you that don't know, if you don't know, um, Spamalot was basically a musical and um, that does derived or inspired by the Holy Grail uh, Monty Python movie. Now, I think this would work because obviously, then you have the massive success of Spamalot, which continues to tour worldwide. Um, you know, in, in, and is still really, really selling particularly well. It's a great musical. It was done really well. It's a favorite of mine. Uh, you've got the popularity and the heritage of Monty Python, which is always a really good sell, especially when it comes to you know, to you know, sort of that target audience to get bums on seats. I think musicals are back in vogue. I think you know, after the after the Greatest Showman, I think particularly for Fox, they will be looking for something else of that oeuvre, and I think this could be it. This has then that pre-built-in audience, which is an extra appeal. I think this will happen, and I think it could be very successful. Um, I'm very intrigued to see it because. Obviously, taking t- it happened with um, with Hairspray. Hairspray was a, a, a John Waters movie that then became a musical, that then became a musical movie. It doesn't happen too often, but it does happen. And Hairspray was not a massive hit, but it was a hit. There is an audience that will do this. You know, you've got the matinee crowds, the people who sometimes don't even go to the movie theaters. They won't, they can't access musicals, and they will turn out for this. I think this is a really good idea, and I think it will happen. Wonderful. And I look forward to it. There's another musical that I've had uh, questions about. It's been development on the on the sly. Yeah. I mean, no. No one has written about this in years. Uh, I actually broke the news about this, mm. and it was the first scoop ever broken on Vine, as far as, as, far as I know. Um, what is going on with Boz Lerman's Elvis movie at Warner Brothers? That sounded like a, um, a Jerry Seinfeld. Hey, what's, what's the deal with, with Boz Lerman? Yeah. Oh, my God. But seriously, no one has asked about this. He's done with the Netflix show, yeah. the, 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 the Get Down, right? Yep. Um, that was canceled. Like, no one has been looking into what Baz Luhrmann is working on next. I'm pretty sure Elvis is inching closer and closer. I don't know who they're ultimately going to hire. Mm-hmm. I think someone like Miles Teller would be really interesting. Um, good, and good it call. seems like he can pick up the instrument stuff um, with a whiplash, and he could also play Elvis a little bit heavier. I know that they have also, and this was a name that came up very early uh, in the in the conversations with um, Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he just did uh, Dunkirk at Warner Brothers. He so did. That studio has a relationship with Harry. That is a really good call. And, and Harry s- would work for Baz Luhrmann. And someone else that I was thinking about, and again, this will tie into a story that we're going to discuss uh, potentially later on, is um, Taron Egerton. Because I think oh, right, Taron, and obviously he's Elton John. Yeah, in, in so you think he'd thing. make a better Elvis? I think he would be a really good Elvis. I think those, actually, those three names. You can't play both. You Miles, can't play Elvis and Elton John. Can't you? I don't think That's you like can. That's like saying you can't be in Marvel and DC movies. No, it, no, it's, it's not. not. No, it's, it's not. not like saying that. Uh, no, no, it's not. No, uh, no. I. Um, that was good. Yeah, thank you. No, that was good. no, it's not. You're wrong. Uh, I, I. They're three good names, but I think no. I think they would. All of those to me would work. Um, or Kevin it's, Hart. Just, it's just one I'm, I'm keeping Kevin Hart tabs on out of the corner of my eye. Kevin Hart is Elvis. Yeah. I'm Elvis. Maybe, but the black Elvis with, with the Rock as his manager, the Colonel. Um, what's next? What's yep. next on your list? Okay, uh, let's talk about, uh, well, let's talk about, um, uh, T- uh, Taron. Let's go back to Taron very quickly and talk about the, the Elton John movie. Now, we were talking about this earlier. It's kind of old news, but it has come up again recently because Taron has started doing stuff around, uh, the new Robin Hood Yikes. movie. Yeah. Yikes. I'm so excited for that movie. Um, yeah, so the, the Rocket Man, which is the Elton John movie, has Rocket a lot of people Man. have assumed and continue to assume that it is actually going to be a biopic, um, or biopic. <laughs> Um, it's actually not. It's being described by Taron as a fantasy musical, which I'm actually, I think I prefer to a biopic. 
um, as an idea because I see that potentially going along you know, a, a really nice sort of visual and musical route, kind of a slightly different journey, kind of like a moonwalker type experience, which I think would be really, really good. It also then op- opens up the opportunity for some fresh stuff from Elton, which I think would be really good. So I'm, I'm that actually really, I would have watched a biopic, but a fantasy musical really appeals to me a lot more. And it would be, it makes sense because to utilize Elton's catalogue to tell a narrative. Yeah, works I, really good. It's worked. I, I'm, I'm a big Elton John fan. Um, I'm I'm glad that it's sort of doing a twist yeah. on on the tur- well, one of my biopic. one of my favorite movies that is that has utilized um, a songbook is the one that Dexter Fletcher did um, a sunshine few years. Sunshine on Leaf. On Leaf Let for me the tell you about Sunshine on Leaf. Who used the music of the Proclaimers to tell the narrative of this this soldier? It's, it's seriously good. And do, oh, you've seen that guys, movie, right? If you you've open seen the door an inch for Simon to talk about Sunshine on Leaf, he will. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. <laughs> He's like my friends from Leaf. <laughs> seriously, my boys. <laughs> My boys in Leith. No, but seriously, it is that is a really, really good, right. really good example of using music to, to tell a narrative. Well, Andrew there's Walker. An, there's another uh, musician biopic, in a sense, yeah. on the way. Did you hear that Jake Gyllenhaal is going to play Leonard Bernstein in Carrie Pukenhaga's The American? Yes. He's a composer, right? Yep. Yeah. The American kind you know of... Who, you know who he is, right? Leonard Bernstein. Why don't, you, why, don't you, why don't you tell us? Why don't you tell well, he's one of the greatest uh, uh, sort of songwriters, singer, songwriters, musicians, composers, however you want to call him, in, in sort of in American history. Is he better than Gershwin? He's, he's up there with Gershwin. Seriously. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what a Gershwin is. The American, though, not, not a great title. Generic title, and it's already been taken it'll by George change. Clooney. It'll it, yeah, it'll yeah You can't make another the Music movie. Man! Um, this, I, I always said Spielberg was doing the Leonard Bernstein movie. That was something he was developing. Or so I thought. And with, uh, what's his name? Quinto. Zachary Quinto. Yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah. But I like this. But I mean, if you don't if you don't know It's different for Jake. Jake working with Carrie Fukunaga sounds like a good pairing. Yeah. I'll be there opening night. Yeah. I don't miss an opening night for my boy Jake. I mean, I'm still I'm but I'm still smarting from the fact that Stronger wasn't a big hit last year. Because that was just such an um, if you haven't seen it, it's now available to, to stream and, and to buy on VOD and, and you know in all good retailers. Um hard format forever. Um uh, but you should check out Stronger. Jake I I love Jake in most things. To let's be honest talk with about you. a couple of Lupita Nyong'o projects. Lupita Yes. First up, she's gonna star in a remake of John Woo's The Killer that John Woo is directing himself. John Woo has a new movie yep. out today on Netflix, mm-hmm. right? Manhunt. Yep. Man, I have been sitting on that story for like a fucking year or something. John well, John Woo remaking his own movie, The Killer, with a female lead. Um I did not know that it would be Lupita, I don't think. Um but yeah, man. He's been trying to get this off the ground for a year. Lupita, I don't know about this one. Simon? I do. I don't know about this one. I don't know about this one. I do. I like this. What do you think? I really like the idea. You think she she I could really play... Like I love The Killer. Yeah? Not to be confused... It's good. Not to be confused with the um, uh, Ashton Kutcher, Catherine Heigl... Killers. killers. It's just Killers. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I, if I see Lupita in something like this. It seems like... It seems like it could be anybody... 
know, there just... are probably other people that I would have put in this as uh, leads uh, if they were looking for someone who was female. Um, but I think she it's something different to what she has done already, and I think that will count in her favor. She's wonderful. I've never been yeah. disappointed by Lupita Nyong'o. I just... Um... I just I, I like it because I it's something her different for, for this. I I I would be interested to. to uh, she also signed on to star in a female spy movie. Now I think this is more up her alley. It's called yeah. Three Fifty Five. It's starring Jessica Chastain, who apparently this was came from her and her production company. Yeah, she brought it to Simon Kinberg on the script on the uh, set of Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Simon Kinberg is going to be directing it. It's going to co-star Marion Cotillard, Penelope Cruz, and Fan Bingbing. It blows my mind that she, because you need an Asian actress, a Chinese actress in this movie to sell to sell the film to China, that she's now elevated to like this icon status with, with the rest of these women. It's just, it's really something. Fan Bingbing and, and all these people who, it's like, they're just so generic. There's just, I, they play the Chinese girl and, and it's just, it's as blatant as that. It's as token as that, and it's frustrating. There's no character there ever. Can't wait to see what they do um, with Meg. Yes. She, she, she's an, she and Meg? I don't want to confuse her. Let me check before we start an incident. Right. No, no, nobody's trying to start an incident. No, 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 just no, like, no. I, I know, but I, I know. I, but obviously, I, it's, you, you it's just so have to be trans- super careful just, with these things. Because no, it's it just can, so transparent. You know, when, when you cast some of these Chinese actresses to play the Chinese woman. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. To get the movie into China. yeah. yeah. Let's give these women characters to play, for Christ's sake. Uh, it is Bingbing, uh, Bingbing Bing Lee. Bing yeah, Bing Bing I, th- yeah. I, thought it, I thought it was somebody Bye different. Bing that's Bing. why. That's yeah. why I wanted to make sure. Um, it's just like the, it's the two of them. No, I 100 percent agree. A few, a, a handful of others, and, and uh, yeah, they're, they're better. Just, they're better than this. But it's so not. It's not just. With, it's not just with Asian actors. It's like if you're going to cast someone. To have them in because you want an, uh, an Asian character, give them something to do, have a point for them, don't just do it because you want to shoehorn someone in. And that's the same for any minority. Because that, that is how it's, it's counterproductive how it otherwise. Yeah, 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 no, I agree. I agree. That's true. Um, the Meg, by the way, is one of the movies that I'm most looking forward to this summer. I know. We, we I know. know Jason Statham. Okay. So, so apparently Chastain, <laughs> Codiard, Fan Bingbing, uh, Penelope Cruz, Lupita Nyong'o, they're all going to play the heads of like respective intelligence mm. agencies from different countries who are all, who all get embroiled in this cat and mouse you know, spy thing. It sounds really interesting, and I, and I definitely like that ensemble. Yep. I don't know why they're not – why they don't have a female director on this. Like Simon Kinberg, really? This guy doesn't have enough his hands in enough projects. He can't act as a producer on this and hire a female director. Like, well, come on. Uh, fair point. But sometimes, if there's a project I know we that just you no, 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 I, tried, I talked no. about it with Black Widow. You don't need a female director for this. But this is one. No, where... I, get, I get your point. Is if you're especially him at the moment, he's taking on a lot of projects, and it's kind oh. of like, yeah. But if it's something that you particularly feel close and passionate, and you want to have your own, you have a very specific take that you want to give it. You, and you want to hold hold on to those main reins, then you kind of do. Well, but he is spreading himself a bit thin right now. I mean, he, here's the difference. It's like... Or busy is a better word for it. Busy. For all her, you know, she, she's like a, one of the biggest feminists in Hollywood, hmm. Jessica Chastain. And, got, and, you know, I love that about her. Why didn't she bring this to a female director? Mm. You know, she's the one who brought it to Kinberg. Um, it just it seems like a, an do oversight. Know, do you know who I would like to see doing something of this ilk? Elizabeth Banks, because 
No, I I would like to see her do something because comedically she's and... working on Charlie's Angels. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's, she, like, it's literally true. referenced in in the three fifty five story. Right. Okay. Chastain point. says, yeah, there, there, there's nothing um, else like this besides the Charlie's Angels movies. Yeah, true. Um, I would have liked to have seen Leslie Lincoln Gladder get it. I just finished Homeland this week. Oh, season yeah. finale Homeland. Man, that show's fucking amazing, and she does a great job on it. And yeah. Okay. Speaking of spies, IFC picked up Catcher was a spy. Paul Rudd movie that yes. was at Sundance. It's not very good. It's pretty right. pretty crusty, mm. which is why it sold five months after Sundance and Thai FC. Mm. Uh, and another Sundance acquisition news, Arizona, the Danny McBride movie sold yeah. to RLJ. Another not very good movie. Oh, dear. Um, what's next on your list? Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, the story that I started to rant before the show, and you said, keep it for the show, baby! Yeah! Keep it for the show! Uh, Paul Giamatti, uh, this week, uh, is the latest person to join the cast of Jungle Cruise. He's going to play, like, a crusty harbour master. Now! I yeah. love it they said crusty harbour like, master. you just aren't, mean... Aren't all harbour masters crusty? Kind of crusty. Uh, barnacle Uh, okay, now, I love Paul Giamatti. Um... Paul Giamatti, I see in countless movies, uh, not doing a huge amount. Uh, he turns up, clearly he's doing it for the bucks, and he wants to buy a summer house or something in Malibu or whatever. He's doing it for the billions. Paul, do good Paul Giamatti movies. And that's great, where you headline, please don't soil yourself by doing shitty bit parts. What if it's good? What if this is the next Jumanji and we're all we're all overlooking? I mean, then it has I will, The Rock and Emily then Blunt. I will eat. Then I will eat my hat. You don't even wear a hat. I've never I've seen a hat you in with my that. Bag. You keep your hat in a bag. If you turn, yeah, yeah. No, I wear a hat all the time. I always carry a spare hat. No, yeah. but I mean, it's you know, I've got a bald head. It's like sunny out there. Um, but no, I just wish I would love to see. I just want to see a really good. He's done so many bit parts in movies over the last couple of years. And I'm like, Paul, what are you doing? But that Spider-Man cameo, the stuff that he did where he played Rhino. Oh, I was just like, I guess Paul, that was his last no! sellout role. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I love Rock of Ages. Role. I mean, you know, Rock of Ages, I, I thought he was great in that. That was a bigger role. But I see him pop up in so many things where I'm like, Paul, 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 Paul. Paul Giamatti's got to eat. Yeah. <laughs> we all got to eat. Nobody's that hungry. I mean, look at who else joined another, you know, other Disney movies. I just want to see that him could... do something big again. I mean, Michelle Fiverr signs on to Maleficent 2 this week. Yeah. That's one where it's like, really? Like, you're, you're, you're kind of killing it with this comeback, and I don't know if that's the right project, but it's going to be a big movie, just like Jungle Cruises, because yeah. it's Disney. Um, yeah. And also Harris Dickinson. It's just a waste. Coming on to replace Brenton Thwaites in Maleficent 2. Do you think anyone will notice? No. He will be the prince, Elle Fanning's love interest. I don't. I, these guys are, like, interchangeable. Yeah, I don't think anyone will notice. I don't think it's even about those characters, unless that's kind of what... Dick- Dickinson's probably a better thing. actor. Yeah. Um, I loved him in, in Beach Rats, and he's mm. on. Uh, he plays J. Paul Getty III in Trust, yes. FX series. Um, but no, I don't think that'll be they, consequence. It, it was just so funny, like, reading that, and, and, like, you know, Thwaites has a scheduling conflict with some, like, Crackle show, or I don't even know what the hell it is. Mm. Uh, it's crackle. like, re- was yes. that it, actually? Or is Disney just, like, sick of putting this guy into huge movies? Yeah, remember. Um, uh, uh, Xavier Jones. We've got a couple of new views on the show this Xavier, week, by the way. Uh, Xavier uh, Jones Jr. Um, uh, that, that's, wonders, a, that's an audience member. Wonders if, uh, yeah, if you or I uh, saw the Netflix Chris Rock and Adam Sandler film. No, life's too short. It looks painfully bad. I'll put it this way. I love The Sandman. I will watch anything of his. I love both of those and I plan guys. to finish it. 
I watched the first half an hour, and, and my roommate was just kind of looking at me like, I can't believe you're making me watch this on a Sunday afternoon. We could be watching anything else. And I turned it off after a half hour. It was... It was hard to defend it. It was hard to be like, Ben, just give it a chance. <laughs> like, it yeah. was not good. <laughs> no, I, I just, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I love Sandler. I, I love Chris Rock. I just saw it looks mirthless. It yeah. genuinely but looks, just, I just find it, it's not because I, just, I don't have enough time to, to waste on things that I know I'm probably not going to enjoy. Sometimes I'll take you. a risk. But I'm also kind of like, I just find it kind of sad when you see people who are great talents do something that you both know inside themselves is going, what the f- am I doing? It just saddens me. It's like seeing, you know, an old singer brought out when you know their voice is screwed, and they go singing the songs, and because eh, isn't that sad? I it I just don't want to. I don't want to enable that. If you don't watch it, they won't make them. Mm. I don't think. I don't think. I'm a big supporter of Netflix, but I do not think that Netflix deal is necessarily a good thing for Adam Sandler because I think it's allowing him to be less than he can be. The- I just think it's kind of it's a bit of a shame because he's still great. It know? just starts so slow. The editing and the timing is is off. It's just you know the pacing. Uh, it, ta- it should be him and Rock sort of up front. Like mm. I, 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 I thought that this was actually a really good idea for a movie. Um, and again, I, I know I haven't finished it, but eh, it wasn't great. Um, Guy Ritchie, yeah, doing another. Lock, stock, snatch kind of thing called Tough Guys. Tough, oh, good. Tough Guys, but it's spelled T-O-F-F. That's an English thing, right? Tough Guys. Is that, but is that like, a, uh, like a word? Like Toff? Is that how they say it? Tough Guys. T-O-F-F. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, Toff is someone who is um, uh, wealthy, who's someone rich. If you're a Toff, you're super posh. Um, you're like, hello. Okay. I'm Toff. Yeah, right. so what it probably well, is is... I'm looking uh, at my notes. It's, it says, another horrible title. Uh, but you could have said that about almost all of his titles, like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, yep. Snatch. You could have called both those terrible yeah. titles, and they're actually really good and did, great movies. Did people know in America when Snatch came out that Snatch is actually a yes. colloquialism? Oh, that oh was, yeah, yeah that vagina. was a thing, okay, for sure. Um, I just never know. The thing is, is it's only been a year since King Arthur. People have moved on from that very quickly. It's only That was last year. Mm. And the only thing that really scared me at CinemaCon this year was Aladdin. Where I was like, ooh, mm. this could okay. really not work. Um, so the question is, will this be another lock, stock, or snatch? Or will this be another revolver and whatever the other... I didn't like other, Oh, God. Some, of, like some of those later movies were terrible. Um, I, would, I love that he's back in this genre. But again, could go either way. Yeah, I mean, to me, um, outside of, of lock, stock, I think the best thing that Guy Ritchie has done is Man From U.N.C.L.E. You didn't like Snatch? I didn't like it as much as the others. I think certainly I would rank them. It would be uh, Lock, Stock at top, uh, Man from Uncle number two, and then Snatch would probably be like three, maybe. But I mean, I don't like a lot of the stuff that he's actually done. I like Man from Uncle too. Man from Uncle, I thought was great. I'm still disappointed they haven't. Pardon me, I'm belching the microphone. I'm 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 still disappointed they haven't sort of expanded on that that franchise sooner because I really liked it. That to me was was him doing a really good Hollywood movie. Um, but yeah, no, tough guys. I'm going to assume that's going to be something about uh, rich or posh or high-level society gangsters in some sort of thing, or maybe, you know, it'll be them 
being being at the high end of civilized society and then doing something that you would usually associate with the lower end, the murky underground. That's what I'm going to assume that is. Well, you know, I'm, I'm like but, looking at Twitter and, and I'm just it's depressing. Look at Twitter. It's depressing out there. Uh, there's all this stuff I don't want to know about. Like Ryan Reynolds confirming TJ Miller won't be back for X Force. Someone just mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't want to know this stuff before Deadpool two. Half of the half of those things I'm reading are like interviews with the Russos who are confirming th- different fan theories about different Infinity Stones. It's like mm. this should be in the movie. I don't need you confirming things to some blog I've never heard of. It's just so ridiculous that the, the people who have access to these guys and, and why they have to over-explain everything. And, the, and this other screenwriters, Marcus and McFeely, coming out and saying the deaths are real. No, they're not. They're no. not. Do you want to – actually, something – after the show last week when we were talking about um, Infinity War, there was a lot of people, some people who can, I can only assume have never seen the show before, were clearly looking for um, shows, content out there where people had discussed Infinity War to basically disagree. So um, trying to say that we don't understand what a crossover movie is. We didn't understand the plot of, of Infinity War. You don't need um, character development in a movie when you've got a lot of people in it and it's – you know, it is the movie that it is which I, I fundamentally disagree with all of those comments um, and one thing that people were talking about and someone actually mentioned who was a regular viewer on the show was talking about the spoiling talk about Hulk not being in it a lot and it was a spoiler what we're, we're in a really weird place in the industry now certainly from a from a fan point of view and social media is a big part of this where People are desperately, for like the two years from when a project is announced to the time that it hits the screen, people are desperately, they're throffing, you know, at the prospect of finding anything out about a movie that is a, oh my God, what's going to happen? Is this going to do blah, blah, blah? Is this person going to be, yeah, you know, who's going to be the cameo? Who wants to know blah, blah, blah. all this stuff but ahead then the, of time? But then the moon, minute the movie hits movie theatres, everyone's like, shut the fuck up! spoil it i'm like you have spent two years right trying to find out every single thing right. about this movie yep. and when it comes out and you can spend 15 dollars to go and Ooh. see it you piss your pants because don't tell me you have spent two years trying to find out this yeah. exact thing. i always thought that was the drawback of, of, of this job was actually avoid, knowing yeah, too much it is sometimes it's avoid if you don't want to go and see the movie the first time that it, the first day that it comes out or don't look at anything and don't certainly don't seek it out until you've seen the movie. I just don't know who cl- clicks on this stuff and why I people write it. I just find it weird. And here's my uh, Infinity uh, War theory, by the God. way. People are like, and you- the studios encourage it. The studios give these people access to things early because that's the kind of coverage they want. They don't care what the coverage is. They just want people clicking on it. It's just... Mm. It's, it, it, the it industry lowers- is fucking cannibalizing itself. Both it industries. Is. The media industry and the Hollywood. But also, I mean, I have nothing to say on that. It's like, don't don't go to sites where they don't pay people to contribute. I think that's a disgrace. Um, but also, um, I have to say, um, I think that a lot of people are talking about the deaths in Infinity War. I mean, no, the deaths, there's no spoiler, it's been out for a week now. And people were saying, you don't understand how the gauntlet works. I totally understand how the gauntlet works. And I think the theory, my theory for the end of that movie, is the fact that, in fact, obviously they're not dead because we know some of the characters have got other movies coming up within the Marvel Universe. But I think that that reality at the the end of the movie where people are apparently dead is actually not real because in the movie Thanos created several alternative versions of environments that people are in and I don't even think they're even dead I think they're just there and they can't see them the explanation will be like they're dead but then they go and they go back through time and they unkill them yeah and you can do so the like, well, back technically time. they were actually dead uh, it's just it's all nonsense it's all ridiculous at the end of the day Jeff it doesn't matter Ant-Man and the Wasp can't get here soon enough. I love I'm so excited that for an actual good fucking superhero movie, yeah. which I'm sure that will be. 
because Peyton Reed knows what the fuck he's doing. Do you know why? I'm, even my wife wants to see that, and she is not interested in this Marvel kind of stuff generally at all. But no, I, at the end of the day, none of this stuff around like Infinity War, who's dead, who's not dead, is it real, blah, 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 you don't understand, it's a crossover, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. People get very upset about this stuff. It doesn't Let me matter. Ask you it's about just a movie. All the memes, though. You've seen all the memes. Yeah, with like things, yeah. You know, his mustache, Henry Cavill's mustache yeah. disintegrating and the Frasier one disintegrating. I think that it's just proof that ending sucked. Everyone's making fun of it. Even if they like the movie mm-hmm. and they like the ending, they're making fun of it. I, I, I don't know. I, how, how this movie broke the record is fucking beyond I me. totally understand the movie. I totally understand everything about it, the plot, where it fits into the Marvel Universe. It just, and there are many things I loved in that movie. I had a really great time watching it. There are other things that didn't satisfy me. And if other people were satisfied by that, that is totally fine. I'm not telling you that's not cool. But at the end of the day, none of this matters. It is just a movie. Don't All right, take it. it so seriously. Um, there's a whole bunch of shit. That's Let's talk left. about J.J. Abrams. Sure. J.J. Uh, Abrams and Julius Avery, he's the guy who's directed Overlord. Uh, yep. They're going to produce a superhero um, project, a bad robot. Nothing really more on it than that. Right. It's called I'm, The Heavy. It's yeah. written by Dan Casey. Yeah. And I really like Julius Avery's Son of a Gun, which nobody has seen. Son of a Gun's great. Not a lot of people have seen that movie. With Ewan McGregor and Brenton Thwaites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily the best thing Brenton Thwaites has ever done. It's streaming at the moment. I, I'm sure I, it was it a while is. ago. It's on iTunes. I okay, bought fine. it. I actually purchased it at the time, so oh, I own cool. it in my iTunes library. Uh, I, I just, I'm a believer in Julius Avery. I thought he directed the hell out of that movie. He got rewarded with a bad robot gig, and uh, it's a good sign mm. for Overlord that they're yeah. keeping him around on another one. Which is good. I, I know very little about Overlord, but I'm, uh, you know, I, I certainly wild. love the idea wild. of a bad robot doing a superhero project. Um, Isabella Moner cast as Dora the Explorer. Yes. Probably best known for Transformers Last Night, right? Yeah. Nickelodeon star. I love that Paramount is keeping her in the family and, and sort of building her up into like an in-house movie star in a sense. Yeah. Um, a lot of people had sort of predicted that one. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have anything to say. I've never seen Dora Explorer. I'm not going to see this movie. Um, Hasbro acquired the Power Rangers. Yep. Is is that going to have ramifications for the franchise? Will I they think reboot it is. again? Yeah, will they, they're going to re-reboot. Will they have a, yep. a universe thing where they they put the Power Rangers in with Rom and whatever else? I mean, that would make absolute sense. They would be crazy if they don't do that. But, I mean, obviously after the last Power Rangers movie, which I didn't think was terrible, I actually did enjoy it. You know, it, it was far from perfect, but it was good fun. Um, I think they will just look at this as... As, as doing a new franchise and I think in two years we're going to have a new Power Rangers movie they wouldn't invest in this level in this kind of IP if they didn't have some sort of plans for it whether that's TV whether that's like a Netflix series or whether that is something that appears in the big screen but I think that Power Rangers that we saw last year is not going to return I think they're going to start again with that I, again I'm out on Power Rangers I don't care it might as well be Dora the Explorer to me um, some controversial stuff yeah uh, Roman Polanski and Bill Cosby kicked out of the Academy this week yeah, what do you think of this? I think that's totally justifiable. There's a code of conduct for these places. Now I'm, there is. Well, now there is, and I think that this is absolutely right. I think if you want to be part of that organization, those organizations have to be seen as responsibility, uh, responsible, and they have to, you know, eject members who don't. Uh, so, do, do you do you equate you do you equate them as the same as having done the same thing? No, I don't. No, no, like, I do not. This is a They're very different. very slippery slope for the academy to be going down. I, I do think it was a reactive PR move. I kind of, I'm not kind of, I understand kicking Cosby out. He was convicted in a court of law this week. Um, 
Polanski is a different thing. I don't know about that one. They gave him the Academy Award 15 years ago. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just I, The Academy has made some decisions of late that just kind of back up its own irrelevancy. I mean, that's why the ratings are going down on the Oscars each mm. year. The Golden Globes will almost surpass it, like, within the next five years. Yeah. Uh, to me, the, the Academy just lives in this bubble where they can do no wrong, and, and it's embarrassing. If you start vetting, handing out the award for Best Picture produced by a bunch of squeaky clean people, that's a problem. We're never going to have squeaky clean people in the industry. There's always going to be that, that you know glistening underbelly of 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 grimness like, uh, obviously Polan- because Polanski, always be people who take advantage millions of words have been written about Polanski by people far smarter than I over mm-hmm. the last few decades um but I, I just don't see that as the same thing nor do I see their contributions to film as, as the same thing Bill Cosby no. and Roman Polanski how are these guys getting grouped together it's weird no I mean I think both of them as, as individuals I think it's right that they be expelled and I think you know you have to do this uh like Don Draper has said in the chat that um uh you know it, it's 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 quite late it's a little gesture too late that's what um, I'm saying like why, why 15 years later do, do you give a guy an Oscar and then 15 years later you kick him out without any conversation he was blindsided he said uh, but I, I but uh, yes and i agree with that however i do think that there has to be accountability at some point and if is, that comes down at 15 years down the road then it comes 15 years down Woody's the road still rather the academy, than not doing right? it at all Woody's still in the academy right yeah bizarre to kick to kick roman out and not Woody. i guess you know roman confessed he, he admitted that he yeah. did he did it but um and i think that's i, I think that's the difference but you know, I, but to be honest with you, I think if everybody in Hollywood who had done something that was, you know, let's just say off color was kicked out of every organization. <laughs> Rape is obviously more than off color, yeah. but. Uh, well, I'm using that as a very broad, yes. you know, as a, as a thing. It's just, it's not the Academy. I just don't believe it's the Academy's place to, to be yeah. making this judgment, you know. But I think certainly um, on Cosby, that, you know, they, 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 they don't have any choice. And I think Cosby, what they've done is the right. Cosby, he was convicted don't of quite a lot. That's, yeah. that's a complete. He's the, the, the one who should have been kicked out even before yeah. Harvey, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Um, elsewhere, Gabe Sherman uh, writing the Apprentice movie about yep. the rise of Donald Trump. This is another. To me, this is another example of Hollywood talking out of both sides of its mouth. They say, we hate the guy, but hey, he's here. Let's make money off him. How are we going to make money off him? Exactly. This is Hollywood doing its part to help make America great again. I don't know why why America needs this fucking movie. I wouldn't go to see it. I just not not just because I don't agree with Trump and I don't agree with his politics. I just don't want to see it. it's not someone I'm I know everything I need to know about Donald Trump. And I think his supporters won't go and see it because they'll feel that unless it's anything other than glowing, that they don't think it's supportive of Donald Trump. And people who aren't interested in Donald Trump won't want to see it anyway. And unless it's a complete right. character. I don't I don't just I don't know why you would make this movie. Unless, yeah. unless after say he died, I realize that his, his rise is very I interesting. Can this I, kind of thing. I can actually see where there might be a movie, but I think it's it's more it's morally wrong. I think I, I agree with you. I on hate that. to think of art like that. Like I should, I'm telling an artist what they should or shouldn't be making. But no, but I, there's some, I, I, this rubs me the wrong way. I can guarantee. Let's let's go back. Let's say if someone made, if someone was accused of some um, doing something terrible within the industry, and then someone was like, "Let's make a movie about it." I can guarantee there would be uproar against that. They're making Harvey Weinstein movie. There was yeah. no fucking uproar. The uproar was right here on the show. I think I was the only one fucking kind of talking about the Harvey Weinstein thing. And people talked about the sale as well, and saying, you know, it's very very wrong that some of the money from that sale is not going to uh, restitution for. 
cool. I'm not saying don't make movies about bad people. You want to make an Adolf right. Hitler movie, make an Adolf Hitler movie. It doesn't get worse than him. Trump is not worse than Hitler. No, Sorry. he's not. He's uh, not. But maybe it's just the timing. It just it smacks of uh, it's like just it's an opportunity. Dirty money. Yeah, it it is. Um, bits and bobs. We got to wrap up the show, bobs. dude. Uh, Michael B. Jordan doing yep. something called Failsafe. Yep. Any thoughts? Sounds like a generic crap movie to me. Uh, he's got to be careful on what he, he's, mm. you know, putting his, his production company's name on. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is starring a Soviet spy movie called Ironbark. Did you read that one this week? Uh, I did not. Again, didn't sound very terribly interesting. Woody Harrelson and Mandy Moore are doing Roland Emmerich's Midway. Is, is this a pairing? This is a pairing that people are going to pay money to see. Woody Harrelson and Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore is very popular after This Is Us now. And 47 uh, in a, meters below. In a Roland Emmerich like, Battle of Midway movie? I don't know. Ben Kingsley is Salvador Dali in Dali Land, directed could... by Mary Heron. Who is this for? I don't know. Uh, you ask me, I don't know. Ron Howard directing The Warehouse. Mm. Uh, which imagine option for him? It's about a powerful corporation. It sounds like the circle, which was awful. That was awful. John Cena stepping in for The Rock in the Jansen direct. It is only a matter of time before he's yeah before he and The Rock are in a movie together. I would buy a ticket for that. I would love to. See... <laughs> yeah, no, that would, uh, that would be. And I don't buy a ticket it'd be, for a it'd lot. It'd be of an things. interesting pairing. What, like, what, what could you remake with the two of them? Like over the top or something. Yeah. Oh! It, so, but, but like you need something like better than than over the top. Tango like, and cash. Tango and cash. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's a good. That's a good suggestion. Nine to five uh, with the Rock and John. Cena. They are first of all. They are definitely going to be doing a nine to five oh. remake for sure. Yeah. Uh, but and take something that was female. I, I would be surprised for the if that's like Issa Rae or Gina Rodriguez or somebody. Thelma and Louise remake. Um, with the Rock more, and John more Cena. terrible titles. Dylan, Dylan O'Brien and Micah Monroe. The Education of Frederick Fitzel. Liam Neeson doing Charlie Johnson in the Frederick Flames. Fitzel. Yeah. Fre- Fritzel? Frederick Fitzel. Oh, okay. No, no, not Fritzel. Not Fritzel. No. Okay. Liam Neeson doing Charlie Johnson in the Flames. Who comes up with these titles? Drunk people. Um... Charlie's Johnson and the Flames. Our friends at Mandeville. Yeah. David Hoverman. Yeah. Ty Lieberman. Had the Universal. Love those guys. Mm-hmm. Kind of glad that they're out of Disney. They're going to have a little bit more freedom to spread their wings at Universal. Uh, there was a little bit of movement in the Weinstein Company and Relativity Sales stuff. If you're interested in that, go to Deadline. I don't give a shit enough to talk about it. James Wan producing Swamp Thing for TV. Yes. Like we knew about. Do we know about this? We had an idea about it. And we that discussed he was doing Swamp, Swamp Thing. thing. Recently, we didn't know yeah. if it was TV That's or right. movie or what. Yeah. I, okay. I I said recently I like Swamp Thing. I'm very very happy about this. Uh, Helen Mirren and Danny DeVito joining the one and only Ivan over at Disney. God, that Danny DeVito thing I've held for months and months and kept getting. Uh, I nope, would like nope, to see deals, that as... deal stalling, deal stalling. Um, when I saw that, I was like, please say it's a Twins remake. Please say it's a Twins remake. Uh, twins is going to get remade too. So uh, is your it's just a better question of who. So is your uh, there's a young actor who caught my eye this week, Jonathan Majors. He booked the, the male lead in Lovecraft Country, the okay. HBO uh, show from uh, Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. And he also uh, booked one of the leads in The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which is an A24 movie produced by Plan B, okay. which means it, uh, attention must be paid. Um, Jonathan Majors, keep an eye on him. Sam Raimi and Alexander Aha teaming up for a low-budget horror movie at Paramount titled Crawl. Mm-hmm. That's about an... Uh, an is that about Justin? 
<laughs> crawl. Actually, it's about an alligator. Oh. It's been a long time since we've had, I mean, I guess well, it's been a few weeks since there was Rampage, right? Yeah. <laughs> but remember that, like, the Come movie on, Alligator? They're like buses. Um, this is about, like, a, 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 I think a house in Florida begins to flood. And so gators, a gator gets in there and starts to terrorize, like, like a family that. in a house. Um, it sounds great. Paramount chasing those low-budget horror dollars after A Quiet Place. Mel Gibson to direct the naval thriller, uh... I don't even know what it was called. I, I didn't even write it down. It's about kamikaze attacks. He's courting Mark Wahlberg for it. Mark Wahlberg's courting him, trying to get him a role in Six Billion Dollar Man. Yes. Uh, this is after they worked in Daddy's Home 2 together. I like that movie. Is this the most unlikely pairing in Hollywood? Like, is this going to be a new thing? Mel Gibson and Mark Wahlberg? In Tango and Cash. In Tango and Cash. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, let's talk also about um, uh, Movie Pass uh, resuming their one movie. Per I might day sign thing. up for it. It's pretty good. I've got to be honest with you. We, we we talked about this on the show the other day when it was uh, it went down to like four, uh, four movies a month. Uh, do you know what? That was still a good deal. If you're paying nine ninety nine and you get four movies a month, obviously the difference between that and like thirty movies a month is considerably different. But even four movies a month would be still a pretty good deal. But you know what? I'm I'm not surprised they've gone back. There was a lot of backlash off that. I still do not understand how they make that work as a business model, though. Gary Doberman, the screenwriter, to direct a third Annabelle movie. Yes, doll movies, man, they're coming back. Mm. Um, I didn't like Annabelle. I, I loved the prequel. Um, I'm I would kind of leave it there, but. But that's that Conjuring universe. Uh, it's well, it's oh. good to see. It's always good to see a screenwriter sort of uh, ascend to the uh, ascend the ranks. Um, yeah, I have a couple of things I could mention right now, but I'm uh, going to try and hold out and, and, and see if they'll hold uh, until I get a job. There that, was <laughs> there was one thing that that caught my eye yeah. this week though. Uh, Dan Trachtenberg four days ago signed on to direct the pilot for Amazon's The Boys. Yes, replacing Rogan and Goldberg. Yes. What are Rogan and Goldberg doing next? Has anybody checked into that? Have we heard? Hey, I'm just saying this. They're they're looking for directors for Black Widow. They developed the boys. They were with that project for a while. To just leave and not direct the pilot, they must have something brewing. I heard that they're working on something called Alt-Right. I don't know if it is about the Alt-Right. Or if it just has the title Alt-Right, or maybe it's about some guys who get confused for members of the Alt-Right. I don't know, but I've heard Rogan and Goldberg have something brewing called Alt-Right. I think that'll do it for us. I'm going to save these other two things for uh, maybe next week or someone who's willing to pay me for them. Um, Simon? Yeah. Anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I've got a load of stuff going up. Uh, either gone up this week uh, on Forbes uh, or uh, various other places. So uh, check out my stuff with the cast of Cobra Kai. I'll have another interview going up in the next couple of days with Martin Cove. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so that there's that. I've also done a piece with um, uh, Eugenio Derbez, whose film Overboard comes out. We'll just do, very quickly do box office. Uh, Overboard uh, this week and his his uh, company, Three Pass. Is that the only um, new release? That and Tully? Uh, Overboard that, and Tully? Uh, that and Tully are the, are the main ones this week it's very quiet because obviously next week are uh, either one of those going to break 5 million uh, Overboard is going to do uh, is, is on target to do 15.2 oh, and whoa, take second I, place I, and then Tully is 4.1 last night uh, it took um, uh, Overboard took 675,000 in previews which is not, not too shabby um, so yeah we could see a you know, big opening for that I didn't love it I didn't hate it it's a decent, fine a decent it's, opening, it's yeah. decent yeah um, and then also uh, I have a couple of others I, had, I talked to um, Dean Devlin this week uh, and Legion M about their new movie Bad Samaritan 
Jackson, which is out this weekend. Was uh, it good? Did you see it? Surprisingly good, actually. I want to see it. I it's think it looks checking good. Out. It I'm is gonna worth track, checking I'm gonna, out. I'm going to track that down. Yeah, and Legion Emma doing some really, really good things in the industry. Uh, and then I also have a couple of other things coming up next week uh, on Forbes, which will, people will be very interested in. And then I'm seeing Solo on, on Thursday. Oh, wow. Well, fancy nice. pants, you. Fancy pants. Um, what about yourself, Jeff? Oh. Uh, I'm laying low. I'm just okay. trying to, to provoke a fight between Donnie Wahlberg and Kevin Hart. Because uh, Kevin Hart was sitting courtside at the Celtics game last night, jumping around like a fucking bunny rabbit. Yeah. Uh, and my Celtics came back to win to go up 2-0. And, and uh, you know, I was trying to get Donnie Wahlberg to sign a broom for Kevin Hart. Because he's, he's, he's the Celtics mascot. Um, but that'll do it for me. I am at The Insider on Twitter and Instagram. Yep. Thank you, as always, for watching the Popcorn Talk Network. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe. Tell your friends I'm at Tell your priest. Simon. Your priest on- yeah, tell your priests. There's a lot. Yeah, they would First Reformed you. coming up they soon. Love it. Beat the yeah. mock. Have a good weekend, folks. Have a good one. Welcome to Popcorn Talk. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, The Phil views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.